Hello, everybody. What is up? And welcome back to the Save Room Podcast. We are officially kicking off with season two. And I cannot believe I made it this far. And season one was absolutely fantastic. Um, and before I actually start this in regards to season one, I just want to say thank you all very much for the love, the support, and all the positive feedback I've been getting throughout the whole year of 2021. It started out as a simple idea and I didn't think it would go as far as it did. So to everybody out there who's listening and who did support me through all of this, thank you so much so much. It's an absolute pleasure to, ha- to have you in my life and, ap- and an absolute pleasure to have you all listen to it. Find me on Spotify. <laughs> anyway, I've got two shout outs, but we're going to give the first one, well, it's actually three. The first goes to Joey for recording this. <laughs> the, po- the Save Room podcast would not be anything without Joey recording this, so I actually owe him a lot of credit. Um, the second shout out is for an Orlando, Florida based band called Mood Ring. They dropped their new song yesterday called Disintegrate. And it's from their upcoming album. I don't know the name to it yet, but if you're looking for anything new, they're worth looking up. Um, if you're a fan of uh, Deftones, definitely the band to listen to. Their new metal, their shoegaze, their alternative rock, grunge, post-hardcore. You're going to love it. And the third shout-out goes to Aaron O'Neill and Jora Reardon, who are former members of the band Zephyr. They are putting a new project together, so to any musicians listening to this, get in contact with them. They're going to be getting this new project together soon, and I... Hope that it goes the way they want it to. And that's the shout-outs out of the way. So I'm joined by two very extravagant guests. One is an absolutely talented actor and an all-around amazing person. We've got Adam Moylan in the building. Adam, how are you, my dude? How's it going? Very nice to be here, Jason. Thank you very much. And to my left is the wonderful lady, Sahel. Yes? Sohela, yeah. Sohela, thank you. I was, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, I'm going to butcher this name. Hey, you're not you're not the first. You won't be the last. <laughs> he was he was practicing for about twenty minutes before we arrived. What was he? I was actually listening. <laughs> no, do you want to know what what was really going on? I had to go onto YouTube to try and find the pronunciation, and I knew the next day I was like, I'm here it is, but I know I'm going to butcher it. Now I could have sent you a voice note last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not one for good thinking. <laughs> but how are you overall? We're flying it, yeah. All good. good. Thanks for having us. I just said, look, let's get let's give the creative community more of a reach in this city because it fucking needs it. Yeah. So, tell us a bit about yourselves. So, um, yeah, filmmaker, writer from Limerick. Um, currently working on a film called Infuring Lance Masterson that Adam is the lead in. Um, I originally wrote the script. It was a five-minute script for um, the little cinema Galway um little thing and we won best cinematography which was great um, but I rewrote it for a longer version it's 15 minutes now and we're doing our last scene on Sunday so excellent that is exciting I'm going to be part of that I know yeah exactly <laughs> I broke you in now as of five minutes ago <laughs> just talking you're involved now yep, literally before the door was open to actually get into the studio there's a man yay <laughs> <laughs> I need all the extras I can get but, yeah, yeah that's that's another one if there's anyone looking to be an extra in this movie Go to Sahel, go to Sahel, should probably start you. Yep, for sure. Um, it's set in the 70s uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. It's a disco dancing scene, so if anyone's up for a laugh and dancing around the new karaoke bar in Limerick on Sunday from 10 o'clock, give me a shout. There you go, everybody. Anyone who's interested. I already am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, take us through a, a small bit of the synopsis for interviewing Lance Madison. So it's essentially um, an interview. It's it's all about interviewing um, Adam's character Lance, who's been uh, arrested, uh, like drug lord kind of big big type drug lord kind of guy, 
And um, yeah, Barry Kinsler plays the um, detective, who's a, who's an amazing actor as well. He's in like literally everything I do, so he's great. And uh, yeah, it's just a playoff. Uh, the two lads just fucking going to town on each other. Very different characters. Adam is very, you know, eccentric and loose. Flamboyant. Flamboyant, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Um, and yeah, Barry's very, you know, structured and, uh, you know, he's got OCD. So it's like very, very polar opposite characters. So mm. they work really, really well together. You know, they play off each other. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so far so good. I think it's, um, it's going to be great. Actually, Adam nailed it, so... I seen maybe one or two of the clips for it. Yeah. And I actually seen the trailer, I remember sharing it. I was just like, this looks absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, it's not it's not your typical Irish film, I don't think. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, Adam's got his southern twang. So. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 set in Georgia, like, but we kind of turned Roxburgh into Georgia in our own way. You That's know? it, yeah. <laughs> we got a great place actually out at LEDP in Roxburgh. Uh, shout out to Niall O'Callaghan for giving us that spot. Um, beautiful big warehouse, loads of space, loads of light. Um, so we could get away with it, you know. We, we weren't filming any Limerick like landmarks. Mm. So, you know, nobody knows that it's filmed in Limerick City. Which is, which is a good idea anyway, because if you were to film anything outside of it, like Limerick would just be too prominent to yeah. show. So. Yeah, it looks, you know. it, looks, it looks like it's, it's a massive... Like just really white warehouse with a few pillars, like so it literally yeah. could be anywhere in the world, like yeah. But it's, it's, great. it's fucking huge, like. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh, it's really good, and we're the next scene then on Sunday will be in this new karaoke <clears throat> bar, um, which is I've uh, I haven't been in there to sing yet, but it's brand new and it's like neon lights. It's got the real like nineteen seventies vibe going on. Uh, so Adam's gonna have to bait out a few tunes. Get the party started. Uh, literally, there'd be no problem there. That'll be the easiest. Uh, what are you going to sing? Uh, um, what? I'd have to see what the choices are. No, yeah. It's very, very I hope they have difficult old, choice. We've got September by Earth, Wind and Fire. So oh, I, I love right, that song. That's <laughs> the a right great tune. song. That's the vibe, though. Actually, we can't sing songs that are, uh, like, trademarked. No, no. It's in, like, afterwards. I'm going to be singing, like... I'm gonna be singing like uh, those those royalty free tunes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> what was that that you were humming the last time? I had to. When oh we yeah, I, kept, I had to get I, him to whistle something. I, I was like, don't whistle is, anything that that's fucking copyrighted. Yeah, and he starts whistling fucking. Oh, I, I was whistling Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> oh, I think another one. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, and she was like, stop doing it. You're that's not allowed. Like, yeah. I was like, what? But uh, just yeah. watching Sahel, it turned red in like that whole. There's literally two or three scenes that went really well, and then I just ruined it at the end by whistling Kill Bill. And I was like, oh, in my head, I was like, oh, fuck. And, and I was, I was like, like, that shot looks so good, too. Scrap <laughs> it, scrap the whole fucking thing. But, um, no, we, Tarantino, I, I'm sure he'd let you get away with it. Like, oh my god, yeah. Tarantino. I mean, like, we could have also just dubbed the whistle, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know the drama of it. Um, no, but I have a song actually that I'm going to use for the, I kind of have a choreographer coming in doing a basic dance routine for the cast just to get into the 1970s vibe. Um, and that's a song that we can use. It's not copyrighted and it's fun and disco-y. So we'll be laughing. Yeah. I'll be flying about in my little, uh, what's the thing you showed me the other oh, yeah, day? Yeah, I got him a really cool like fucking multicolored neon 
just uh, flailing loose top yeah. that's just I wild f- like you said you know Lance, Lance is flamboyant like we were saying he is you know, I so. think I've seen that on Instagram and I think Adam was tagged <laughs> in it <laughs> I tagged yeah, him. it's like yeah, Adam yeah, Island, yeah. this is what you're wearing I was like <laughs> I was like what's gonna oh it's probably part of the film what yeah. part though and then Nothing now else. at least now I know it's going grind this is gonna be like this I'm looking forward to obviously looking forward to this scene because it's, it's like literally just a sing and dance like high school musical yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> but Way darker. But compared to like what we shot, everything else was so serious and like you know we were in like a, this like the interview room and everything was so tense all the time. And this is just literally like, I think we're gonna cut. Like, are, are we gonna transition that with the, yeah, the this flashbacks? Is scene, yeah, 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 this is scene six. So this is a nice little break because I wanted uh, poor Adam has been stuck in literally chained to a fucking chair yeah, for the whole movie, literally for the whole shoot. I was like, he cannot move. To a chair, like, and handcuffed. So yeah. I was like, we need to give him a scene where he's not fucking tied to the chair. So. This you gotta is, let me fly, man. Yeah. I'm a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a great tearaway scene, so it's not so structured. It's just not like him and uh, Barry chatting, um, sitting down all the time. So I think it will just uh, add we, some. Oh, we, I was just going to say, do I have any lines on Sunday? But we do, don't we? With, you do, yeah. With you with Morris. 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 Yeah. Not bad. The most Irish Georgian name <laughs> of all time. <laughs> Why did I pick that? I don't Morris. know. Morris. <laughs> Come up to me, Morris. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you have a few lines and you get your old knife out and Sorry, I have to find a knife for you, Or do I? We don't know. I can't give it away. <laughs> oh, we'll be revealed really soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll see clips. you see sneak peeks on Sunday for sure. Yeah, definitely. So it's going to be it's gonna be a good one all around. And like, how did I even get into acting again? Yeah, I think it was through Mikey. Because I know the whole thing Mike of like Casey? Yeah. Yeah. Joe when he was doing results night that time. Yeah. Jesus. He, he yeah, caught me that. in as uh, Matthias than I think the character was. And I know the whole thing about like being tied to a chair and oh, I know yeah. how uncomfortable it can be. So I was like, okay, we actually don't have any rope, but we're gonna use this. It was a skipping rope with like two carrots for handles. <laughs> <laughs> that was just literally tied to it. I was just like I can't even remember who tied it. I think it was either Becky or Brian. I can't even remember. But there was a scene there where they had to pour like water over me, but the, now the water was meant to be hot. But for this, it was cold, obviously. But you don't see any kind of marks on my face, so yeah. that's all good. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't was severely amazing. injured. <laughs> that was cool, actually. I remember all the lads. Uh, yeah, I had a little cameo on that out someone's backyard and throwing fellas off my shoulders. <laughs> Derek Williams. <laughs> yeah, because <no, laughs> yeah, yeah. I can remember. I think because Mikey said, I think this line was improvised. He said, "It's like." He calls you like a half-washed turkey or something and you just yeah. pick him up and flail him around the room. Yeah, it was <laughs> or, an F5, Brock Lesnar, you know. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> this is unreal. <laughs> forget, man, WWE, that's how we do it, you know. There we go. Yeah, it's tricky being, trying to, like, acting, being seated and tied, you know. You're just kind of a little bit more constricted in terms of your movement and stuff. So, yeah, that was tricky, I'd say. <laughs> no, you. it was just, uh, like, it was just, I remember, like, uh, it was actually Mikey... Uh, Anderson yeah <laughs> Andreasen yeah is that his name <laughs> yeah. oh he's gonna go on Swedish now. Mikey Andreasen just edit that part out and yeah. put that part in Jay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well um, I actually don't edit the episode Joey does <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll send it to me I just puts it out there yeah. man <laughs> um, no it was actually there was a scene where uh, Barry has to because we had originally he was like throwing a hammer onto the table to try mm, yeah. and like scare me but like he couldn't hit it hard enough because the table was breaking and we obviously couldn't break the table. So he, when he was trying to do it at a certain speed, like it just wasn't uh, into, er, intimate. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> Definitely wasn't What's intimate. the word? Intimidating. Yeah. 
intimidating. It wasn't like uh, so. I didn't look at uh, on camera at all. So like. We came up with this thing where he was going to kick me off the chair, but mm. I was like handcuffed and chained to the chair. I was so worried about his head cracking like and a coconut like, on the it ground. It was just concrete ground, like, and <laughs> Barry was like, "How are we going to do this?" And I was like, "Just kick me, man!" I was like, "I'll be fine." Like it's only chair, like John. He was just like, "Oh, oh god!" And I remember uh, Mikey was like, <laughs> pillow in your head, but his Mikey hands. was like putting his hands <laughs> as a pillow, like to try and catch my head, like hitting the concrete. We've done it like first. four times. <laughs> yeah, it looked great though. It's a great shot. It's just what with the concrete and you couldn't actually defend yourself like with your yeah, hands. Yeah, I couldn't to stop land, my hands, so. so I just had to like take the fall at my back, like Joe. Yeah. Was, uh, and then she was like, So Hale was like, Is that okay? And I was like, Yeah. And she was like, Okay, can we do it again? <laughs> <laughs> now don't stop like, okay. picking them off. <laughs> it looked great though. Really good. Yeah, um, it's like shots like that, like you would worry for well, like the person who's like in front of the camera mm. like they're always very worrying shots in it because like there was one there it's like looking at Tom Cruise doing his own stunts like okay this mm. dude's gonna fucking die like and then you just see him yeah. pull it off it's like oh so shit look when he, when he broke his ankle during Mission Impossible like he had to finish the film basically in one leg like yeah <laughs> that's what uh, Steve Hall always says to me like when, whenever I'm uh, shooting with him I love doing my own stunts you know I'm mad and he's just mm. like you're not doing your own stunts and I'm like why He's like liability, man. Your liability. Explained it to me. He was like, if you break something, the whole shoot is is ruined. Like, so he was like, it's not happening. Like, he's like, I'll bring in a stunt double for it. I was like, no, 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 no. I I can do it. <laughs> he's like, no. I think he's just telling me, yeah, you can do it. And then on the day, there'll just be a, a stunt yeah, double yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Just like, like he'd be like, we don't need you there the for door. another hour. Sit there and play PlayStation. <laughs> 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 I'll come back out. And he's like, we done your scene. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I was in there actually. the whole time and who the fuck is yeah. he? <laughs> what is Who's he that guy and why does he look like me? Like me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but your work, I like, prior to interviewing Lance Masterson, like you've got like a good background in film anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, just around around the the city, we'll say, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, I, uh, I came out of school. I was... 18, uh, fresh out, like out of school. And I didn't know what I wanted to do in college. All, all I knew that I wanted was to be an actor. And all these, like all my friends from school and everything were, I'm studying business or I'm you know, doing accounting, whatever. You know? And I was just like, is there any like acting courses in college? Like, you know? And the only one I could find at the time was uh, was acting for uh, drama or dra- it was something to do with drama um, in Trinity. And it was like 550 points. And that was like oh, what? <laughs> literally quadruple of what I got in, <laughs> in my leave. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, God, how am I going to do this? So I, I kind of searched around for a while to find the right course. And then I found a, a course in LIT. Um, it was at the time it was called Video and Sound Production. Um, so it's a four year course uh, in LIT that basically just teaches you the ins and outs of the business space like you know, mm. like there wasn't much acting involved but I kind of killed two birds at one stone because mm. I was like I read up on it and it was like you'd be learning about film editing and the projects will include making short films and I was like well if if I'm in if I'm in a college course full of people that are making films they're going to need an actor you know so that was my my way into at the start so the first few uh films that we made like projects um people were like oh, do you want to be in my short film? I'm like, yes, of course, mm-hmm. I'll do that. You know, Excellent. And it was cool because, you know, Aaron, that's how I met, well, I knew Aaron, I knew Aaron Walsh since 
first year in art school, like since we were twelve, like, uh, but we were in different classes. So he, he was like, he's like, he's one of my best friends. Obviously, you know, like mm. so. Uh, <laughs> we used to just walk past each other in the corridor and be like, "Well, how's it going?" And then he was actually in that course, video and sound. And then Sean Mercier was in it as well. And that's how oh, nice. we all got to know each other. And if you obviously look, you, we're nearly fucking eight years later. Like we're yeah. still making shit now, and you know it's re- so it's benefited us in that way. Like it got us a little team, mm. you know, because obviously one person was like, "I like to edit." One person was like, "I want to be a DOP." Like my other fellow was like, "I want to be a director." Do you know, we had each members of, of the crew basically in our course. Mm. So it was cool that way. And obviously our lectures had done some stuff with like RTE and Killing a Scully. And, you know, like, so we were learning from them and uh, they introduced us to different people around the city. Like we went to the Richard Harris and uh, then we come across people like Sohela, you know, and uh, that's, that's it's, it's just, it's a little community, obviously. And then what actually happened was... Uh, a fella in our course, um, he was doing videos for Steve Spade, mm. the magician. And Steve was friends with Paddy Murphy. So he, Andrew told us basically, uh, yeah, Steve Spade and Paddy Murphy, these two guys want us to shoot a movie for them. And that's how we met Paddy. And we went in and shot Ensnared. That was like in 2014, I think. So once we met Paddy, then... And then we got like Brian Clancy and all these other people involved, and that's how eventually Celtic Badger Media was created. And so it's it's, it's cool, like you know. Nice. I'm literally I might as well be giving an autobiography here now at this stage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's nice to know, like you know, yeah. where where you started, and then you it's know, cool, yeah. And who's been oh, with just, you along the cool, way then yeah. as well? It's just cool because like obviously I've known Brian as well. I've known Brian since I think I think I met Brian in fifth year in school in art school, like you know. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's. It's mad to see almost ten years later that like all these, all of us are still just together doing different stuff. It's mm. great, yeah. Nice little collective family, like like you oh, said. God, I need a break after all that talking. No, <laughs> 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 no, but like it, as I said, it is good because you were very close lit from the beginning, and like it formed into its own thing. And be, and I'd say like looking at that now and looking at the the film and scene here in Limerick, which is absolutely massive for like. Such a small city. Mm. I mean, but there's uh, always big things going on in it. Mm. Like, look at look at Zeb. Like, what Zeb's done yeah. with Richard Harris is fantastic. It's exceptional. Yeah. You know, it's one of the best and most, you know, it's recognized well, well, worldwide almost. Yeah, well respected uh, film festivals go on. Like, mm. how many years is that going now? Eight is it? Is it Eight years, years. Yeah, yeah. For fair fucks. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Like, and I, it's it's one of my. I, I love I love going to the launch nights in the George. Oh, so much fun! I only ever go to those. It's <laughs> <laughs> like there's like chicken goujons and, and trays. Black tie event, babes. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great though. And then you get to meet people who give you encouragement as well. I remember chatting to um, Jared Harris at one of the gala nights actually, and I hadn't made Bluebell, which is my first short. I hadn't Ooh. made it yet. And I was kind of humming and hawing and I like it got shortlisted from the Irish Film Board and I got called up to interview and it was my first script. So I was like, what's this? I don't know how to mm-hmm. approach this situation or pitch. So I just went in a big ball of nerves and they were like, we're not going to fund this. And I was like, OK. So I came away, kind of gathered myself and I was like, I'm going to get a fucking loan and make this myself then. So I went to the good old credit union <laughs> and they gave me money that I'm still paying off. But um, I made Bluebell and... Um, 
but yeah, Jared had gave me some advice and said, like, just fucking do it. Like, you know, if you just, there's no point just talking about it, just do it. And you can you can only get better from your first film, your second film. You'll learn as you go. Like, you know, you're mm. not going to have all the answers. It's not going to be the best fucking thing ever the first time. But you, you'll know what not to do again. Yeah. <laughs> do you know, that kind of way. Um, and that and that's the way it worked. I know now, you know, a lot more about pacing a film, structuring a film, uh, beats in a film, um, which I have implemented into my, my other projects. So um, specifically, yeah, Lance and uh, Deterioration of Man is a film that's in the film circuit at the moment with my friend Graham Coughlin. so good. Who, uh, it was so basically good. just the two of us. It was after lockdown and we were fucking both creative people, both bored as fuck. I had bought a new uh, Blackmagic cinema camera. So I was like, man, I need to fucking bust this out. And Graham was like, sure, look, I'll come down, just write me a scene or something, you know. I said, I'll do one better. I'll write a fucking movie. So I wrote a 15 minute short and it was me and Graham for two days in my fucking tiny apartment on Mallow Street. And... Uh, yeah, it's now getting accepted to, to some pretty, you know, decent film festivals around the world, which is great. Um, and that was a fucking zero budget. Like, I made a point of putting that on Film Freeway. I was like, guys, don't think like this is a budgeted thing. It really isn't. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> so you were like, Limerick City can yeah. be New York. <laughs> yeah, and it's in fucking New York. Like, in this. <laughs> Rock, scene. Well, Roxborough's already Atlanta, Georgia. So yeah. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Literally. Looking up at the Empire State, it's like, no, that's the River Point. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I filmed a scene outside, um, what's it, it's called, like the Limerick fucking Middle Eastern store or something. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to frame that out with that. And we can just get away because it's like a really colorful building. Mm. I thought it would look really nice. And I've Graham coming around the corner, kicking a bin and sure, like we didn't tell anyone outside the shop what we were doing, making a movie. So they just thought he was a prick, like, <laughs> so. Uh, the way he was walking around town as well, yeah. the fag, like. A so he's like, he's like smoking the fag. With a limp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, no, but I, they, remember when you, you, she sent me on a link and I was just like, this is so good. Like it, like the music and everything. The music was my favorite part about it. Yeah, I love the music. It was really well fit so well with, with the whole tone of it and everything. Yeah, I'm into, yeah. Mu- I, like, I think music, you gotta, for me, that's another thing I learned with Bluebell as well. I really didn't um, tie in the music side of that massively. So it's it's, to me, it's very, very looking back and it's just fucking boring and it's flat <laughs> but it's a very heavy drama mm. so the next time I was like man I need music music is so important to me in general but it can lift a scene it can you know pr- tell you kind of how you're supposed to feel almost I think you know? I think it's it's the sound the actual sound and the the the, the music of the film are the two most important things yeah it really is in like, the entire yeah. thing because it can change the mood entirely like yeah like even I always, I always say like uh, this is uh, this is I can't even believe I'm comparing it to this, but like uh, my mother was watching Fair City the other night, right? Okay. And obviously it's a soap, yeah. and you can hear like you can hear like the the if someone's opening a bag of potatoes, yeah. it's like completely uh, overexposed, and like mm. then my parents were actually talking about why Fair City is so bad, mm. and I was like. It's because the, it's the sound and the music. It sounds like it's shot on an iPhone, like and know, it's like, the, the echoey. Like it's it's obviously someone goes into the kitchen. You can hear him from miles, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hello. And they also <laughs> in Fair City. I well, I've heard. I obviously don't watch it, but it's like they only do one. T- you only get one take. So like, there's been scenes where like the actors are calling. 
their characters the wrong fucking names. It's like, keep it in. We don't have time. You know, so it's like you have one oh, take man, and if yeah. you fuck it up, it's like, sure, look, it's not fucking Hollywood. So, <laughs> uh, Home and Away is where it's at with soaps, man. No way. Absolutely unreal. <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> There, uh, like no between dice. that between that and Versailles they're probably two of the longest running soaps to ever be shown on Irish television to be fair to Fair City it is it is one of the longest and it's probably the most known in Ireland as well yeah that's um, all we have yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you know we have Love Hate never forget yeah never forget <laughs> yeah Love Hate was actually unbelievable like two of the actors now have been in Marvel movies as it is Mm. Nidge was in Infinity War and he was in Endgame. Mm. The guy, what's what's his name? Killian something. Killian Scott. Killian Scott. Is going to be in Secret Invasion. Is he? Yep. Ooh. He's good. Was, I really like They him. showed the cast on IGN and I was flicking yeah. through and I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, fuck. That's mad. Did yeah. you also know that Tom Von Lawler, um, he was Tom Hiddleston's acting teacher, which is the craziest thing. What? Yeah. That's unreal. Like Nidge taught Loki. <laughs> That's crazy. So, so crazy. Like I was reading about it one day, I was like, what? No idea. Like that that's that's insane. That's but it's unbelievably cool at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah, like and it's cool for like he's obviously fantastic to look at as as when you look at Irish actors, like, mm. you know, obviously you look at like Colin Farrell who have like you know, who have made it for years and years, like, whereas mm. when Love Hate first came out and then that's the first time I saw Tom Von Lawler was Love Hate. Mm. And then when it finished, you just see him, all of a sudden he's in Infinity War. You're like, what? Even like, look at Barry Keown, man. You know, mm. he was he had like a small part in Love Hate and now he's like, he's doing so well, eternal, he? like, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's really motivating mm. to, to also, look at them and be like, gee, like, you know, that's unreal. Because I remember uh, me and Paul went for a drink one day. Paul Thompstone. Uh, we were in Mickey's, and it was like it's like three o'clock on a Thursday, um, and we both finished work, and we were just like, "Yeah." Um, so we were sitting down in Mickey's, and Paul turns around to me and he goes, "You know, the flies on tonight," and I was like, "What the Galway film fly?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Launch night is tonight," and I was kind of joking. I was like, "We go down, we," and he just goes. Do you want to like? I was like, what? He was like, I'll finish this point and we'll drive to Galway right now. Like he's like, I'm mad to go, and I was like, I've work in the morning. I'd work at like eight, uh, nine in the morning. <laughs> and he Will was we make like, it back in time. He was no. like, listen, right, listen. He was like, we'll drive down, we'll go on the piss, we'll get a hostel. He said, we'll wake up at seven. He said, I'll have you in work for nine. I promise. And I was like, I was like, fuck it, go on. So we ended up going down to the flat at night, like, and we met all these people that we knew down there, and. We had literally the best night. Nice. But like, it was so cool because we met people that knew, like, like someone said, uh, oh, uh, Barry's around here somewhere, or Baz or something they called him. And I was just like, who's Baz? And they were like, Barry Keown. <laughs> and I kind of started laughing. I was like, oh, Baz is it. I was like, are you friends? And he just goes, he's like, the man slept on my couch for four years. He was <laughs> like, he, I've known him a long time. Like, And yeah. I was like, I was like, Jesus. I was like, it's, it's actually, it's so cool to see that, like, he was literally sleeping on some fella's couch. Yeah, but and now he's like gives him inspiration because it's it's yeah. it's not always easy to get that break, you know. And it can go on for fucking years, and you kind of question yourself, going, "Geez, am I in the right industry here?" Um, 
kind of like you see so many other people succeed. But then it's like hearing stories like that and you go, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. No. It doesn't happen, you know, easy. But good things take time and, you know, that's what I just have to keep telling myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was, that, but Barry Keown, it, it is, yeah? yeah? Barry Keown. Yeah, he is a good actor. Like, and I've seen him in The Eternals. I've seen him, there was one, there was another Irish movie and I can never remember the name of it. Oh, uh, yeah, it's so weird. Um, sacred Deer, Killing of a Sacred Deer. I think is that's that it. it. But Colin I think Farrell that's and Nicole Kidman. It is so weird. Oh, no, this it. is a different one. Something, something horses or something? Oh, Camel oh. Horses. That's yeah, the one. Great film. That's with Nia Valgar. Because yeah. I've seen him yeah. in that, and then I've seen him in The Eternals, and now he's in the upcoming Batman movie. Wow. Allegedly, we don't know. Fair oh, no, it's been confirmed. Him. Has it? Yep. Is he playing the Joker? He's not playing the Joker, but he does have a role in it. Oh man, he, like that's Sweet. what I mean. Like he's he's doing so well. Like, mm. Yeah, do you know? And this is came from the kid that killed the cat on Love Hate that everyone was talking about after yeah. one episode. Like, do you know, it's it's that's what I love about it. It's like it's it can just happen. change overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can if you get you that know? break, it's all about that one mm. break and like one person seeing you and going, "You're fucking perfect for this," and then it's something that's successful because you, you yeah. know, and you never know what's going to be a success. So you really got to just. It's a lot, lot of it's down to luck and just being in the right place at the right time and exactly. just, you know, not giving up then as well. That good old cliche. Um, <laughs> don't give up on your dreams, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, I mean, you know, it can happen. It exactly. Can happen. Yeah. Because like it, when I started this, I was like, yeah, this is, it's going to be big. I just have to, it's one of those things where I really had to stick to it. Mm. And it's like sometimes, not often, but sometimes like I'll always have that whole pressure thing with finding guests. And it mm. is very hard to find guests and on those occasions but most of the time I have been lucky sure yesterday I was actually getting a message from Brew and he was like yeah I can't make it tomorrow and I was just like what <laughs> he was like yeah because everyone else in the job is getting boosters and I have to work and I was like alright now I'm on the hunt <laughs> yeah like I mean it's it, it, there's a very uh, there's a very small portion of like people in this industry in this city yeah know? that's true as well And it, but it, it is cool because like it's like a Wonderfully weird circle, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everyone like, kind of knows each other, and yeah, yeah, little family definitely all know each other. And like you said as well, Adam, like everyone's got their own uh, like area of expertise, you yeah. know, fucking class DOPs, sound people, blah 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 blah. And like Ian uh, Brew um, is doing a film with Adam as well um, in April, and he was looking for a sound guy, and he was like, you know, and then he got onto my sound guy from Lance, mm-hmm. and it's like. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Everyone gets yeah. something out and of it. And Midge as well. Midge is actually... And Midge, yeah, yeah. he's shooting it, isn't so he? So we met Midge on the set of Lance. And Incredible cinematographer. Yeah. Absolutely exceptional. He's really good. Very technically gifted. But he's now working with us on this film in April as well. Excellent. So it's just cool how... Like, I met Barry as well. I, I met yeah. Barry on... Another Sahel one of my set. projects, yeah. yeah. Mind Monitor. We did a proof of concept for feature uh, uh, Mind Monitor. Very Black Mirror-esque. Um, out in the woods, Cratler Woods, Shane Serrano was DOP and um, Adam uh, was was playing with... I was playing uh, a really super sexy soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Look good though, you nailed it. Um, and that's how Barry and, and Adam met. And then, sure, once I saw them together, then they got on well and then I was like, do you know what? I think they'd do well with the polar opposite detective and fucking lunatic. I think it'll work well. <laughs> and it did. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He plays crazy good. Yeah. I think Dogma Boys was actually the first time I was actually acting alongside yourself. 
Were you in that? Yeah. Ian showed me that actually recently. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. I the, mean, I'm obsessed with fucking Tarantino, so. The scene where Brew opens the trunk of the boot of the car. Yeah, love that job. That part was actually all improvised. No way. Yeah. It's great. It's just like, I was saying to myself, I wonder what myself and Brew would sound like if we were, if we were actually going to start screaming at each other. So it was just like, <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> He also, yeah, I remember I dyed my hair for that as well. And Did then, you want to blonde as and well? And then he fucked up the lighting, so he had to do it in black and white. And I was like, are you... Waste and he was like, no, it's, it's to set the tone of the film. I was like, is it, yeah? <laughs> what, about, what about the tone of my fucking hair? Like, <laughs> like the thing, because the thing was for Dogma Boys, I was, at the time, I wasn't even meant to be in it. What happened was Josh was meant to be oh, playing yeah, the character Josh, I was. Yeah. And Josh had an, orde- had an ordeal himself. Yeah. So Ian caught me, he was just like, look... Josh can't do it. He had to go. Would you be able to come in? And I was all like, I can remember about that set was just eating chips and smoking fags. Ian, Ian kept giving out to me because I kept eating all the prop chips. <laughs> I think we all did. Was that Mo King? Was it? No, it was in Sambros. Oh, Sambros. We were shooting it in Sambros. <laughs> <laughs> Ian finished his shift and then fucking. Oh, no, he was like, he was, he was like trying to set up the scene, and he just kept putting. Plates of chips for the scene. Oh, right. yeah, by the time we were ready to shoot, I'd have like two chips left. And he'd be like, fuck's sake. We actually had to reshoot chips. that scene the following week, I think. Oh. Did we? Yeah, we had to. Because we shot it on the oh, 20th, yeah. act, as a matter of fact. But it was only, it wasn't, it wasn't the whole scene. It was only like. It was, it was only like the first scene, yeah. the opening scene that yeah, we had to refilm because shot, yeah. there was a lot that was after going on. There's a scene in that, like, I think he wanted to have it for the outtake. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask him. But. It's me saying like one of the jokes and and the next thing I get annihilated with like a load of chips because um, Alana Brent was holding, she was holding the mic or something. So the next thing she, she didn't know what to do. She just to add effect, she just picked up a load of chips and fucked them at me. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is that? And she was sitting there skitting at me like. I like, yeah, like I remember I just, I think I don't, I don't even know if I was hungry. But you know what I mean? If someone puts a plate of chips in front of you, like, like, yeah. yeah, you're, you're bound to eat them. Be like, ah, yeah, and I'm sorry, this. Yeah, that's uh, that was his little um, nod to Quentin Tarantino, wasn't it? Yeah, I love it. His, his, he, I think his words were, it's a, it's his love letter to Quentin Tarantino and Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. because like he named a lot of the the characters after, like the characters from like other Kevin Smith movies, mm. like Dogma. So. Mm. So that's like, what it was called, Dogma that's, Boys. So. That's what I love about making short films in general. I remember like one of the first short films I ever made uh, was in college and it was uh, it was me and Paul Fitz. We were playing brothers and um, I had uh, Philip Coffey play this... Uh, oh, he's a brilliant actor. I yeah, him. I had him play this uh, like drug dealer but he was like, he looked like he dressed up like Johnny Depp from Black Mass. Like, that's the way he looked like. <laughs> we were out in Cratler Woods, like. <laughs> you know? and, and he was literally like. <laughs> we were out in Cratler Woods, right? And, and he was. He was. <laughs> he was he was, uh, he, he was like chasing us for, for drugs. I can't even finish it. It was a good movie, right? Hmm. He was chasing us for drugs. And, uh, then there was like I got like two of the lads who rocked up in tracksuits like to be his henchmen like and uh, <laughs> then we brought shovels and we were trying to dig a, ho- a grave for someone and we were having this mad shootout with plastic guns and there was just people doing their morning walks like in the middle of it 
they were looking at us digging holes and they were like what the fuck here? is going on there <laughs> oh it was so funny well he was uh, Philip, got an A got an A Philip Coffey was in the, the first thing I saw you in which was the play actually which was um, oh yeah fucking fuck. Killer Joe Killer Joe was that that's Steve Stephen was in that as well yeah and Stephen yeah so, oh that was so that crazy that was the funniest Abby fucking in that thing. as well Yes, Abby, Abby uh, was in it as Abby. well. Yeah, yeah. Like, in Lucky Lane, they did a, the play, and uh, that's Stephen actually, Stephen Ryan, the the comedian. He was in it, and also he was in the the mind monitor thing. So everyone's just like you said. Yeah, just but like I remember, like uh, it was Donica was directing that play, mm. and he was like, he kind of. Or it was Phil actually put me forward because we'd worked on that amazing film in the forest. <laughs> what was that film called, by the way? It was oh. called Brothers. <laughs> oh, I will actually, if you um, have a copy of it, send it to me, please. Then. I want to yeah. watch it now. I almost yeah. got hypothermia. <laughs> I remember Aaron's mother had to come collect us because I was, I was in a t-shirt for like ten or eight hours. Like, <laughs> no, it's, I tried text. I couldn't even move my hands. Stop. Um, Suffer for your art. Yeah, but like... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd obviously worked with Phil on that. So mm. Phil was doing this play with, with Abby, and he was literally like, "Yeah, come in and read for it." So I was like, "Cool." So I come in and I read over a few scenes with Phil, and I was playing his uh, son. Yeah. And Abby was playing my stepmom. Like, and me and Abby are literally like, she's one of my best friends. Like, yeah. you know, and and me and her had to like constantly scream at each other for the whole play. Like, yeah. And it was so cool. And I was, I'd never done a play before, so I was so nervous. I remember on the opening night in, in Lucky Lane and all the lads were there and all my family were there and my uncles and my grandpa, like everyone just, just came. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like looking out like behind the little thing and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, there's so many people there. You did so well though. And it was literally, I think we rehearsed for like 10 weeks and it was Jesus. like, it was wow. like three, two, twice a week for 10 weeks, uh, three hours a night, each night. Yeah. How long did it run for? Uh, Only two nights. <laughs> so two nights. Yeah. Um, but it was literally like I remember going out and I was just like, "Oh God, I'm so nervous." Like Joe, and uh, as soon as I heard uh, Abby doing her opening bit, I was just like, "Relax, oh, this is grand because this is just like rehearsal." It's yeah. you know, like, and I was delighted because I was with her first because it was it kind of eased me into it. Yeah. Um, and then even like halfway through it, then I, I like I love how you can get so comfortable that you're like, you know what? I might improv a few things. Yeah. And then I'm like, look yeah. at me, look at me improving. <laughs> I was afraid I couldn't even get the lines right. Yeah, no, you nailed it. You're so good. Like I remember, uh, yeah, that's, that's the first time I saw Adam um, ever, and also acting. So mm. I was like, oh my god, this guy's unreal. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the first time I actually seen Adam in anything, it was a short movie called Copper. Oh, what yeah. was that? The first thing you that was saw? the oh first thing god. I ever seen you in Copper. Then I seen you in Retribution and the three don'ts. I actually have that on Blue. Those are three completely different uh, <laughs> roles. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> what was Copper? Oh, Copper was uh, so uh, Brian Brian Clancy wrote Copper. Was this the two E in the kitchen? I so think yeah, I've seen clips. it was. It was actually Brian Clancy wrote Copper uh, because he had this idea of um, a serial killer that lived with a gay window washer. Oh, so Aaron. Walsh played the gay window washer and Brian played the serial killer and mm -hmm. they were living together and the only reason that Brian wouldn't kill Aaron is because Aaron made the best cup of tea in the world and no one knew how he made it because <laughs> he had special ingredients right? <laughs> and I was playing Terry who was uh, Aaron's boyfriend but I was super flamboyant gay like yeah. you know like as in I, I remember uh, we were told like to go in like my costume was like uh, a really small pink top with a emoji on it like a smiley emoji and it said fry yay <laughs> <laughs> 
So it was super, really, like, so th- that was the difference. Like, I was the really super flamboyant one and Aaron was, like, the the kind of, you know... Not super flamboyant. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just so... Oh, I was such good crack. Like, we... Mm. Like, there's actually a scene in it where we actually used the blooper as the actual scene because we couldn't do it. Oh, yeah? So, You're laughing too much. Yeah, but, we like, we just cut it before... The, before we left because yeah. it was the best we could do like because there's, there's a scene where I just have to look up like I'm I'm at the kitchen table like taking selfies on my phone yeah. and Brian just appears in one of the selfies and he's like because I insulted Aaron's tea like mm. and Aaron goes to the shop to get more ingredients and Brian just appears in one of the photos and I'm like oh Jesus Christ <laughs> and he's like what's wrong with the tea <laughs> <laughs> is no. that sweet enough for you <laughs> that, was, that, was no, that was that was so funny and you know what there's been talks like Brian Brian has been talking for a while about doing doing a, a sequel called Kaka about cake tea and cake um, yeah so um, and we wanted to have all these ridiculous characters in it like I wanted to come back in it uh, as this Australian guy with dreadlocks who just smoked all the time I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to call myself Blue Gun Bobby because I just had a blue gun with me all, at all times but it was yeah it, like I hope I hope he actually gets around to writing the sequel because I was, be, I was actually be telling Brian and Brew about a short movie concept that I had in my own head, and it basically goes: this priest he leaves he leaves the church, but he he still needs to make a living, so he opens up a chipper and he calls it the Holy Grill. The Holy Grill. <laughs> <laughs> I have some of that chips. <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. What meal did you go? Well, at the moment we have the Corpus Crispy. You can have oh, that. <laughs> Corpus Crispy. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, nice. Get a bottle of wine with that. Oh, and uh, we have a fellow there collecting for donations just for the proof, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Up to the St. Gujan's Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I am crediting that one to you. I really have yeah. to. Gujan's <laughs> will get him. No. <laughs> I'm actually glad now I've done this podcast. I've never actually laughed as much on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but what time are we actually? Because my phone's in my bag and I didn't even actually want to reach. I'll check. It is 12.40. 12.40. Oh, great. Ooh, we've, we've got a bit of time yet. I have, another, um, I have another script actually that I'm working on with Adam Ooh. at the moment. Um, oh, yeah. Jupiter. Mm. Yeah. So that's going to be... Um, that's going to be interesting. I think it's definitely... Um, there's not a lot of dialogue in it. It's it's I don't know what would you what genre would you put it in as thriller psycho, psychological would, thriller. I would yeah maybe psychological drama. Psych, psychological. No, it's actually it's, it's comedy. I think it, <laughs> it's a rom com. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, I think I'm going to actually dop that one myself um, just because I've got some quite unusual shots and stuff. But mm. it's basically Adam is. Um, very strange dude in a room. Um, it's like a one location kind of a job. Mm. But um, yeah, very much, you know, have you seen The Lovely Bones with um, the guy who plays the fucking psycho in that? Yeah, and you like you told That's me... That's my vibe. She told me to watch that scene t- to like study the character and I was, I was halfway through it. I was like, oh, I can't. I was like, this is horrible. Like, Yeah, he was, he was going, oh, I, I want to wear this, I want to wear this, and I want to look cool. I was like, man, you're going to, I'm putting a fat suit on you. You're going to be like fucking I was like, weird, thick glasses. She you're was like, be, she was this like, isn't like, this she was isn't like, you're a killer. <laughs> she said to me like, you're a killer. And I was thinking, right, like Jamie Dornan from The Fall. <laughs> nope. She was like, no, like your, your man, the rotten fella from Lovely Bones. I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, this is going to be a, a, a role like you've never played before, you know? And he was like, oh, I wanted to be like the fucking sexy murderer. Yeah, I was like, I was you're like, already the sexy lad. Like, you can't be a sexy, sexy all killer. the time. 
can always be hot. Well. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's like that's uh, that's cool. Like I'm looking forward to that. Like because that's that's another like different role. Like like and it's cool in the last in the last couple of months. Like to be, like I've obviously uh, changed my hair for Lance, Lance yeah. Mass and I look completely different. Like in that and mm. then coming back around to this one and I'm mm. actually I'm shooting another one with Brian, which is going to be hilarious. Uh, I think we're shooting it in February. Yeah. Uh, because Brian is actually doing the same course as I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, and he's doing this for his FYP, right? So it's called uh, Random Heroes. And it's literally about my character uh, is trying to save a business going out of business, obviously, mm-hmm. and or a charity that's going out of business or something. So I enter a charity white-collar boxing thing okay. to raise money for them. And uh, I get my opponent... And it's uh, Nigel Shinners, who oh, yeah. is literally Nigel Shinners is about seven foot four. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> easy. Yeah, I can actually confirm he that because like, I actually sat at the table with his band. Like, yeah. literally, he's like Kane <laughs> mm-hmm. or the Undertaker. Like, John, he's he's gigantic, mm. and he's basically fighting me. So, like, obviously, I see. I'm like, oh my god! Like, how am I going to beat this guy? Like, and then it's like the same lads, like Brian. Uh, like the Aaron, John, like all those lads mm. w- will be uh, training me to to beat Nigel. But like, you know, Brian just, the way Brian pitched to me was like... Was it a comedy or...? Yeah, it's going to be like, you're fighting Nigel Shinners, but the boys are going to train you with, and it's just going to be like a lot of cans and <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> cans in between rounds. And you know, yeah. it's, it's supposed to be like, yeah, kind of just ridiculously... Uh, hilarious but like I, I'm, I can't wait to shoot it man. it's going to be so funny Like mm. you're doing that in February doing that in February it? and then you've Ian's one then in April, April isn't it yeah that's so cool because we like Ian's one because um, we done one last year with um, what it was called um, Jesus Christ Keskase uh, Keskase I was like fuck no. hell um, <laughs> yeah it was called Keskase which was, which was really cool it was like Mr. and Mrs. Smith kind of meets American Psycho mm. you know Ooh. Um, yeah it very much so yeah very very good so me him and um, Esther and Sean and a few others went down to Kinsale and we shot this uh, this really cool uh, film and then it just went so well and we all got on so well that, that we wanted to do more and more and more after you know um, so we've loads of ideas like in the pipeline as well but like um Ian had this idea for this script called Hope about a guy who he basically his girlfriend dies and he kind of goes off the rails a bit mm-hmm. and my character basically meets um, Esther's character and we kind of have like a one night stand and then I I'm gone the next morning and she's like do you know that was a dick Harsh. move. Like, yeah, mm. what was that about? You know, and then it shows like my side of the story where like I'm just not coping after my girlfriend's death and, and then uh, I go to like my older brother's son's party. So like my nephew's party. Uh, so the older brother's going to be played by Tubbs. Nice. Stephen Tuberty. Stephen Tuberty, is yeah. it? Oh, class. Uh, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't wait to work with him again. But uh, so... And he kind of basically, I'm. I show up Langers at at the 
kid's birthday, like, and he's just like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, and he gives me this big talk and then um, tries to show me that things can be better after. And then, and then S's character comes back around. And, That's and, a nice sentimental, yeah. um, you know, hope fill, no pun intended. Yeah, I, like, I feel <laughs> like if filled. I keep talking, I'm just going to say the entire script. Yeah, so I was like, like <laughs> you better stop talking. He's like, going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, yeah, the sentiment behind it is actually nice. Because yeah, I was trying to think, I was like, how do you describe it in a synopsis? I was like, I can't, I have to tell the whole story. <laughs> like, I read the script, <clears throat> Ian sent me the script to read, um, and, like, I'd seen some of the other stuff he'd done as well, and it's very high comedy, you know, slapsticky, um, fun. And then I was like, wow, okay, this is so not like any yes, anything yeah. like that. It's very deep, and then it, it was very emotional. So um, that'll be a nice kind of break from, you're going to go from Lance to fucking... Yeah, and it's, it, it's cool, it's cool. Um just to to like that show different ranges of what we can do you know oh definitely and we have a great team behind that one I mean like Midge is, is doing that as Midge, well Midge yeah, yeah and obviously Esther Esther's fantastic like so um, yeah like I, I just I, I've, I've been writing stuff myself like um, as well uh, trying to just get stuff going like but I think but it's, with lockdown as well it was like mm. Everything went on pause for two years, and I remember um, the first time I got back on a set was like September 2020. Yeah, and it just felt so nice to be mm. back doing something. You know what I mean? Because I remember I was like, even I was on the bus and I was like leaving Limerick, and I felt like so illegal. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, just we're not like, allowed to leave the town. <laughs> the fear they put into us is like, I'm leaving. I was like yeah. on the bus passing the guard station again. What are you going to do about it? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Running outside of your what two two meter radius or two mile radius, like oh my god! Uh, yeah, uh, like that's, that's horrible. Especially when you're living in the countryside, man. It's it's an absolute killer. Yeah, I'd say mm, so. Yeah. Were, were you in the country for lockdown or? Um, I'm living in Patrick's Well, so I'm a All good right. bit out from the city. So the five kilometer rule was killing me oh. for those three months, and I was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, be around fucking humans. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never understood that though. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because, like my. I remember there was a. Do you remember the first time there was a two kilometer rule? Yes. I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like going for a run. I go for a loop around my house, and I remember just going like that was just like an alarm going off my head, going, "Ooh, you passed two kilometers." <laughs> but how are they going to know then? Yeah, either, how you they, did, that's what I'm like, saying. You could have gotten the bus on. in from Patrick's Well. How how was anyone going to know? Like a guard looking at you. I seen that guy in Patrick's Well. <laughs> What's true, he doing it? here? Yeah. But it's someone a, had actually hmm. suggested that to me, and I was like, "Well, I don't really want to catch COVID." But like the the time we got out of the third lockdown, I was after I. After catching COVID, man, I was fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, May of yeah. 2020, was it? Uh, 2021. 2021, okay. I actually, I got it. I got it on Stephen's Day. Really? Mm, yeah, like, um, and I was convinced. I was convinced it was because I got my booster in the same week. Oh, right, okay. Because I was literally like, I, I dodged that shit for two years. Like, I was yeah. like, you know, and then the week I got my booster, I got an engine test the same, the same week. And it was like, oh... Positive, and I was like, "That's because you just injected." I was a bit just of it thinking, I was like, "Possibly <laughs> the booster." Yeah, but you didn't have any symptoms. You were great. No, no, I was, I was actually fine. Yeah, I just played literally played Spider Man all week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I fucking had it last uh, two or three weeks ago, and we were supposed to shoot this thing on Sunday uh, on the eighth of January, and uh, Graham, who's who's um, coming down from Dublin to to act in it, he texted uh, into the group chat, being like. Uh, I'm positive for fucking thing. So I was like, well, let's just see how the next five days go. And then um, I I just took a test for the laugh. 
And then I was like, okay, then I guess we're postponing this shit. Yeah, oh, so annoying. Pain like, the fucking hole. Yeah. Especially when you have your heart set into something you really want to do and it's just like, okay, so this is happening. I have to fucking wait. Yeah, because like it's not just, you know, one or two people. It's the venue. It's like people coming down, booking off time work, like the DOPs up in Dublin, the lead actors in Dublin, um, 10 other people, choreogra- uh, choreographers and shit. And it's like, ah. Uh, but at least, like, at least you don't have to worry about like a backlash from... Like say we'd rented out that that studio, um, yes. and you were like, I can't go because of COVID. They're just like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Whereas if you were like, like, like that was last minute as well. So if you were like yeah. last minute normally, I can't go away because oh, uh, you know something came up. They'd be like, they'd be like, what the fuck? Are you you booked this out for a week? They'd they'd have a massive mm. like fuss about it. Whereas if you're just like, yeah, COVID, they're like, all you have to do is just say COVID and just don't even explain. Just say COVID. It is like, do you have it? It has someone else had it? Just say yeah. it. And then everyone just trails off. So, oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, that's all you have to say now. <laughs> yeah, God. It's but we like, all survived. Yeah. yeah. We've all I mean, had an old dose. I hope it's, uh, yeah, I hope it's the end of it now. Like, because apparently they're, they're reducing the restrictions next week. And what's this about no masks? I like the sound of that in March. No masks in March? Apparently. Yeah, possibly. apparently every mm. restriction's been lifted in March. For England, yeah. England... Just went back to normal yesterday. And you know why that is? Why? Because of the video of Boris Johnson dancing around. He was coked out of his head. And when was he actually coked out of his head? Or that's, or what, this... that's what was said. Like, <laughs> But they were just saying, okay, now they won't comply if we fucking do this. Is this at Just the, lift uh, everything. Is this at the 10 Downing Street uh, work party that was not a party, apparently? From what I've heard, anyway. Yeah. Just a gathering. <laughs> like everyone's, everyone saw the video and they were just like... like Langer's getting sick off the balcony. <laughs> it wasn't a party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a work meeting. <laughs> I felt very ill that day. Because I'd say people were looking at him and then they were looking at the video, the video and then they were just looking at the outcry from the people and they were just like, yeah, they are not going <laughs> to... Yeah, this isn't going They're not going to let us off the handle with this. Just lift everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but they were kind of lax over there anyway, weren't yeah, they? Because well, Mikey's over there in London and he said it's they, fucking grand. They, they were... I remember when we were really... We were like level five and they, they their pubs were like back to normal. Their nightclubs yeah. were open. Yeah. And I remember... Raging. It was almost like looking out the window at... at <laughs> All your friends playing when you're sick. You yeah. Know? You're like, oh, what? Well. So it just felt more like being on the outside of that and just looking in. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's what it really feels like. You're mm. just kind of like, okay, so this is England. This is the rest of us. They're laughing at us. Yeah. We're just stuck here fucking crying. Let us out. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I was, it's so strange if you think back at it. Like, do you remember like, our T-shirt coming out fucking quoting Lord of the Rings like in the middle of a pandemic oh yeah we will see our friends again I hate (laughs) the fear of God like I'd say there was people placing bets like what the fuck is he going to quote next because I remember the second speech he said "Um, there's no fate but what we make for ourselves and I was like did this bastard seriously just quote the fucking Terminator yeah (laughs) and then Sam Sam Wise Gemji yeah (laughs) I was just kind of like he he came back he actually he came back was it Sean Astin is that his name yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) He he sent out a video. Did he? He was like, "Hey Leo, I see you uh, stealing my quotes there, man." <laughs> I see that. <laughs> I haven't seen that. But I was just because like you're there, you're kind of like, who's writing the speeches? Because oh, it's man. either Peter Jackson or James Cameron. <laughs> it's one of the fucking two. They're probably like, right, this is a terrible announcement we have to make. So let's just throw in some of the greatest film quotes. Yeah, ever. it might distract them from what's happening, and they might watch <laughs> like, that movie later. He's really oh. like level five, but remember. That'll be better. Trust the force. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> May the force be with you. Yeah. <laughs> was it, was it a, when you test positive for COVID, 
these are not the tests we're looking for. Try, try to was it the, the the Jedi mind trick? Oh, yeah. These are not the droids you're looking for. Oh, you just see him, you'll just see him walking out for an announcement, and it won't even be like lines from a script. It'll just be like the Darth Vader theme music playing in the back. <laughs> Oh god! Wasn't yeah. he like sitting in the park, fucking having a mad laugh? And he was yeah, like, that was hilarious. Like, it was what like the hell? <laughs> he was like he was like no one's allowed to leave their county. I'm going to this festival. Except though. by the way, I'm going to this serious festival <laughs> yeah. in London. And he's sitting there in shorts in the grass and the sunglasses, like gas <laughs> man. Sometimes you have to laugh because you don't know whether or not to love him or hate him. <laughs> that was a li- I thought it was funny. I was just like, ah, here. I was like, if you, if anyone else in the country had the power to do that, they would have. Like, and a picture <laughs> yeah, of him sure. picking his nose then in the next newspaper. Wasn't it? Yeah, just loving just like, like what? he's acting like nothing was happening. The whole country in jail. <laughs> yeah. <and I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Hilarious. Come to Ireland, people. Yeah, we're fun. It's quite quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, roll on March. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I'm so sick of these masks now. Yeah, I find that they're handy in the winter. Oh yeah, it's gone when so, that blizzard. It's came. gone so crazy now. Where you're like. Like I remember, I was in. Uh, I actually went to Brian's house uh, for for a few drinks one night, and uh, I went. I went to get up to go to the bathroom, and I put on my mask because I was going to the bathroom. And he was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, what am I doing?" I was like, "It's <laughs> like, like you're in my house, we're not a pub. Like it doesn't matter." Like I was like, "Oh god." Yeah, I think it's just, just be calling so... it the same place for so long. We're just so used to it. It's second nature. Yeah, geez, yeah. Like I'm always anyway. Until I'm leaving, oh, I'm like, "Geez, where's my mm. wallet? My phone? My mask?" I know. Mm. We've turned into what is it, Stockholm syndrome, but for like masks. <coughs> yeah, yeah, Jesus. It's like I'm oh, a mask. I need it to live. <laughs> <laughs> you get into one place, then hey, got mask. Fuck, <laughs> you yeah. have to come back. <laughs> oh, I've done that so many times. Yeah, I've often had to go in. So you have to go in then, and you have to do that pure oh, yeah. scumbag thing where you like cover your and then you yeah, feel like the nose. worst person in society, yeah. and you know everyone's like looking giving you dirty you. looks. You're like, man, I'm buying a mask, relax. Not <laughs> <laughs> my fucking ass, man. Exactly. Yeah, I had to do it one day in a chemist. But your man had me stand at the door till he picked one up for me. He was like, look, you actually can't go any further. But I get what you need. What you need? Because I just need a mask. I was like, ah, fair enough. <laughs> he was like, here, here go. Go in the and corner, then he let me up. <laughs> what was he? What was he thinking? Like he could have got himself into awful trouble there. What do you need? Right, well, <laughs> I have a list here if you know, okay, here, I'm going to be in there for a half an hour. I saw an old man uh, in the chemist yesterday um, buying Viagra, and I was looking at the chemist's face, like, trying not to laugh as a young fellow, like, and he, this kind of old fancy man came in with, like, one of those cool hats and a long coat, and he was like, Viagra, please. Like, I was like, do you have a prescription? <laughs> was you it an old man it. from The Simpsons? <laughs> Viagra, I just stayed in the back watching how the whole thing unfolded. I was like, "Yeah, you need a prescription, dude. You can't just waltz in like and start." <laughs> Give me one of them boner pills, yeah. man. I want to get an erection. <laughs> Breaks up the monotony of the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun times, indeed. Good times. Limerick City. <laughs> like. We need. We really need a slogan for anyone coming down here. Like at this point, a witch, a snow slogan. slogan. Oh, slogan! Yeah, or like some little motto. Oh, we have a few. What, what do we got? Dash Limerick City. What else do we got? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yep, that's. No, oh, you have a boy to kid. Oh, boy to kid. Okay. Oh, we always had that. Someone I remember Des Bishop made a joke. It was for his special called "Fitting In." And he he had actually had to visit a few places in Ireland, but he went to South Hill. 
Oh. And he says that a, that a young fellow walked up and just goes, fuck you. And he goes, okay, in, in South Hill, what fuck you really means is welcome to South Hill. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. I remember, uh, <clears throat> was it Reginald D. Hunter was here? The, the comedian fella. Oh, yes. Yeah. And uh, I think he was in like, I think he went to House. He went to our Amber. He went to the... All right. The... What's it? The nightclub Ember, is it? Oh yeah, mm. beside yeah. house, yeah, Ember, yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like asking people around, like, and I think one of the lads that worked there was saying it to us. He was just like, yeah, he was asking, asking around why or what the deal was, why everyone was so uh, rude. And man was like, what you mean? He's just like, he's like, I don't understand these people. He's like, this, this guy just walks up to me. He's like, called me a cunt and then hugged me. <laughs> so, and your man was like, the bad man was like. He likes you. That's yeah. That's that's a greeting. Like yeah, yeah. he's like yeah, term that, of endearment. He's like that's a terrible word. And he was like yeah, but I mean, it's a great word here. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like it's very it's very different if you go to the states. You say that and everyone's just kind of looking at you. You say it down here and it's just a casual thing. Yeah, but it fits in with anything you say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, you, you could literally yeah say it with whatever. Love you, can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's fine. It's like I love this cunt. Watch this cunt off. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's and like sometimes it's, it's not even voice, about though. when it co- when it comes to that particular word. It's like it's not when you're saying it. It's how you say it exactly. and what context you use it in. So definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so, even if someone was in your seat, come back from the bar. Get out of it, you cunt. Yeah. Sure, and it's like, American sees that, they're like, what a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. Like, they should stay They should stay here for like a year and like watch them just get used to it. <laughs> sure, that's, that's what, that's what, uh, one lads is married to an American girl. Like, she's, she, like, they both be my, a few of my best friends. Yeah. She's been here for four or five years. And he was saying, <laughs> he was saying like, she's from San Diego. Like, so when, when she first came here, uh, he was like, I was very uh, kind of mindful of her because he she was like, there's such different people here yeah. to Amer- like Americans. They take everything literally, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like as in she, but she told us this, like she thought we were all. She Brick. was like, she was like, I thought you were all pricks when you first arrived because she was like, she was like, y'all just give each other, y'all give each other such a hard time, resin on each other. We were like. Yeah, that's normal. normal. Like, so yeah. she was like, "No, my friends don't do that." <laughs> you might look. We might. You might need to look at your friends. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, like, if we're not, because, like, if your if your friends don't hear with someone and they're not giving you a hard time, then they're genuinely not your friends. Yeah, well, that's why yeah. I Got to be able to take a slagging. Exactly. Yeah. You cunt. We are not hell. You know, you knob. <laughs> All right. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today, everybody. But thank you all so much for listening in. A very big thank you to Joy for recording the episode in the back. I love you, my mm-hmm. dude. Very big thank you to Adam. And a very big thank you to Sahela. So I've been Jason O'Donnell. You've been my listeners. This has been the Save Room Podcast. Stay loving, stay safe, and peace out. <laughs>